I think it's important to note that uh, fundamentals are also very strong. We've got a, a growing economy, uh, jobs, income. My administration has a job to do as well. And that job is to get this economy back on its feet. Now, first of all, I don't, I don't see America having problems. 25 years ago, I got ripped off with some whole life insurance. The only type of life insurance that you should have, in my opinion, is term insurance. Welcome to Infinite Banking Radio. In three short years, our financial system has turned upside down, but we still hear the same rhetoric and are pushed into the same strategies. The Infinite Banking Concept is a proven system that will transform your financial future. Now here's your host, Patrick Donahoe. Hi, everybody. Thank you for downloading this month's podcast. This is Patrick Donahoe. Uh, we have an exciting guest today. And uh, he, he's a numbers guy, but a, a great, great intellect and uh, very, it's always insightful to have a, a conversation with him. So we have uh, Todd Lankford from Truth Concepts. Welcome, Todd. Thanks for having me, Patrick. Before we get started, uh, please please go and visit our, our website. We do have some, uh, some pretty major updates. Uh, you can visit it by going to www.paradigmlife.net. Also, go back and listen to uh, the previous podcast uh, with Barry Dyke, his new book, The Pirates of Manhattan uh, 2, Highway to Serfdom, has, has just come out. Uh, also, a very interesting, very interesting read. Uh, his historical perspective has uh, allowed basically the exposure of a lot of data that shows kind of what's going on in our, our economy today. Um, but aside from that, let's uh, let, let's start the start the start the podcast. I mean, Todd, Todd I've known Todd for for several several years now. Him and his wife Kim Butler. Um, I met them before I got into uh, got into the industry, and they were they were paramount in. In uh, really, really teaching me about how how numbers work and the the truth behind um, fi- financial advising and what's what's really going on out there, and it helped change my opinion of what I thought was was right and turned out to actually be uh, not not so right. And, uh, and I'm sure Todd has a, a lot of experiences with what's going on in the financial services industry and and how uh, different things are twisted and, and turned in order to make a in order to make a sale. Uh, but Todd. Todd Todd does. Uh, he he uh, he's been in the insurance industry for for quite a long time. I'll let him uh, give his background in just a second. But uh, currently, he is uh, the the developer of a software program called Truth Concepts, and you can learn more about that software program by going to his website, which is www.truthconcepts.com. So so Todd, why don't you take a moment and uh, explain your your background and and how you came to to develop the software that you uh, are currently are currently selling. Well, I've been in, like you said, I've been in the um, financial services business for a long time. I never thought I would really be here, but uh, I have really enjoyed it. And I was fortunate enough to be able to work with uh, Norman Baker, one of the um, one of the greats in the industry, and uh, right out of school. And that was in the uh, late '80s, and have been around the financial services ever since, writing software in the business as a, as a planner. And we had gotten away from a, a system that we were using and we really, for our own practice, needed to have some software to help explain things to clients because like you said earlier, there, there are a lot of mistruths in the industry and it really takes proof of the numbers to counter some of the, the bad advice that's out there. There's so much of it, there's so much of it that's wrong. The interesting thing about the stuff that's wrong is it does have some basis of truth. 
it's usually just expounded to be something then that's, that's totally untrue. So in for our own practice, I ended up creating some software that we could use to, to show our clients to actually step through the numbers piece by piece and, and see what's happening in reality. And um, so that's where the software has come from, and the result is that we've been able to help people actually see what's going on. So if, you, so if you look at, I mean, I, and you made some really good points because I think right now pe- people are so busy with their with their life and the different extracurricular activities that they have, and they they lend on financial advice, uh, but with you know the the, the so called gurus or the so called experts, and oftentimes these gurus and experts are like you said are are teaching partial truths. And uh, and it's unfortunate because people ne- don't necessarily take the time to to sit back and understand w- what they're doing. And so if you if you look at you know your your software program, it it helps advisors learn about what they're what they're doing. Maybe maybe speak on how you've seen some some paradigm shifts with advisors that realize that what they were doing wasn't uh, wasn't the best thing and what they did about it. And that's exactly right. You know, when you see the fact that, that exact fact that people in the industry don't understand how numbers really work, how can you expect the the rest of the general public to to be able to? And when people get hung up in a certain track in a paradigm of information that they've been told was correct, when they can read that in you know, financial magazines and are told this is correct, it's very difficult for them to make that switch outside of that and go to a place where they can actually then tell the truth. But having the numbers behind it, having that proof and going through it has really opened the eyes up of of not just the the general public, but also the people in the industry. There's been so much information that's just been misguided. And again, when you have a basis of truth, when people can share a partial truth, you then tend to believe everything else that's said or everything that's around it. And so it's real easy for things to get off track. You know, we look at this and we say, well, how? We're talking about financial math. How could that be incorrect? Generally, it's the deductions that are made from the math that are incorrect. The math is always going to be right. <laughs> two plus two is four. But what you what you decide that that actually means can be something totally different. So what we found is people in the industry, people who have been advisors for many, many years, now suddenly exposed to the truth. And they find that many of much of the advice that they've given was not correct. And it's been an opportunity for them to go back and actually correct some of those mistakes. So, um, with their clients, and the results have been tremendous. Now, I'm sure I'm sure you faced your your fair share of of pushback, um, because obviously, when when somebody sees that you know what what they're doing may not uh, may not coincide with with truth, uh, sometimes it's difficult. And I think uh, you know the the human human nature element and the ego element uh, get in. I mean, what what has been some of the pushback that you've seen as far as your message, what you're teaching, and what you're teaching people? Well, there's there's obviously been quite a bit of it. I, I've seen enough of it to know what the results are going to be. So, you know, it's, it's always a, a, a challenge from my standpoint to be able to get somebody back on the right path without hurting that, that 
ego factor in those other pieces. I don't want people to just shut down. And so we have to have people that are open-minded, and we have to take it piece by piece and let them know, you know, this is the truth of the matter is they've been misguided from somewhere else. Nobody likes to admit what, they, that they're, what they've been doing is wrong or especially what they've been doing is untruthful. Most people in the, in the industry, most you know, people outside of the industry, they feel like that they're, they're honest and doing the best that they, they can for somebody else in most situations. They're not typically trying to take advantage of them. And that's, you know, that's, that's the case. So how do you go in and you talk to people about, you know, what you've been telling people is, is wrong? And it's hard for those people to be able to make that change and admit that maybe what they've been telling people is wrong. But we have to understand, we have to step back and realize that it's the information that we've been given that's, that's incorrect. There's so much stuff out there. Like, for instance, um, uh, mortgage. Uh, you know, should we have a, a shorter mortgage or a longer mortgage, as an example? Well, if we look at the information on the amount of interest paid between the two mortgages. So let's say that we're talking about a 15-year mortgage versus a 30-year mortgage. Well, yes, we're going to pay less interest on a 15-year mortgage than we are on a 30-year mortgage. But that doesn't mean we're going to have less cost on a 15-year mortgage versus a 30-year mortgage. Just because we have some basis of truth in the fact that there's going to be less interest paid on a 15-year mortgage doesn't mean that we're going to have less cost on a 15-year mortgage. And without going through the full analysis, it's very difficult for people to see that. But the reality is, in most cases, the longer mortgage is actually going to have less cost, even though it may have more interest. So there's some basis of truth in there. It's just not all... Truthful. And that's and that's the thing is it's you know it's it's spun. I think a lot of the a lot of the influence comes from you know it comes from what's being pitched. And I, but I think when individuals look look at what's best for them, um, I think it's it's based a lot on advertisement. And if you look at mortgage companies, they will they'll incentivize people to take a fifteen year mortgage versus a thirty year mortgage by a lower interest rate. But nobody ever sits back sits back and says why would you know why would they charge a lower interest rate? Well, it's because they're the, the payments that are flowing to the mortgage company are higher on a fifteen year mortgage versus a uh, versus a thirty year thirty year mortgage, and they can turn that money over and make more money out of it. Nobody ever really sits back and, and thinks about that. No, and and they're not they're not taught to do that. And there's like I say there's so like you said earlier there's so much information out there. People are so busy. If they can get a little bit of information that's telling them to do a certain thing and everybody seems to agree on it, they're just going to go that direction typically without having to go through the, the, the task of looking at all the numbers. And that's the difficult thing. Um, until you do that, it's, it's hard to see what, what truth really is. And it's, it, another, I guess another example would just be the, the idea behind 0%, 0% interest like on a, on a car loan. And people say, you know, I have a 0% loan. I mean, it's, you rarely see anybody step back and say, why in the world were a for-profit company ever? Would, why would they charge a zero percent interest rate and be able to stay in business? Um, and then you know, it's a tr- it's a truth behind you know kind of how how rebates work and, and things of that nature. But I, I think looking at you know the the responsibility that advisors have is it's it's not just to sell something; it's it's to educate, but it's to educate on the on the right thing. And uh, and your your software program and it continues to evolve. Helps helps tell the the, the truth, um, if properly used. If it you know helps tell the truth about what really goes on with the major decisions we make financially. And and these days, you know, the the majority of individuals are 
uh, putting money into a very similar system, whether it's with you know a four hundred one k or the type of mortgage they have, or mutual funds or Roth IRA and, and so forth. But what, what has been your experience? Maybe even teaching clients. What's what's your experience when individuals realize? that what what they're doing is really benefiting the financial services industry more so than themselves. You know, it's, it's an interesting, some of the comments that I do get back, but most of the time it's anger at being misled. And, and a lot of times people will unfortunately look at themselves and say, you know, why didn't I know this? You know, I, but the reality is people shouldn't blame themselves for what's happened. The, the information out there has been incorrect, and it's been pushed hard. Um, you mentioned something there on, on qualified plans, on 401ks, those kind of things. You know, how did the idea that we're going to be in a lower tax bracket at retirement, why did people get excited about that as a positive thing? You know, that, if, if, if we would just think through that a little bit, it means that we have less money. And nobody wants to have less income. So do we really want to be in a lower tax bracket at, at retirement? That's not a positive thing if we reach that goal. But it's been turned around, and people have talked about it so heavily as if it's a good thing that, that people are excited about the, the, the prospect of that. Well, it, it's backwards, but it's not the people's fault necessarily. A lot of it has to be put back on the, the industry as a whole and the fact that they're pushing particular products and they may mislead some of the information in order to make that happen. That's the, the unfortunate truth. The You know, you mentioned, I want to go back just a little bit, you mentioned something about teaching and education and that's the key part. That's That's what's so critical is empowering people to make the right decisions on their own so that they're not always forever tied to somebody else and have to listen to opinion um, from some particular person. They, if we can empower people and give them the ability to analyze some of these decisions that they make on their own, then, boy, it puts them in a tremendous position of making the right choices. And it's more of the – these days, it's, it's, the, it's strength in numbers. I mean, people – don't necessarily analyze because they realize that everybody else is is doing it, so it must be it must be right. And I think it's the the the, the cliche with you know if a million people are doing a dumb thing, it's still a dumb thing. I think you, you're the one that always uses that. <laughs> and, and, and you're right, and that's the toughest thing for people. And that's that's what I would say. That's the biggest part that's that's the responsibility of the individual, and that is having that. Uh, ability to go outside of themselves and do something that's on their own. And, you know, the the fear of being outside the group is something that unfortunately keeps people from making the right decision. And if you look around the country and you look at the decisions that have been made and you look at where a majority of the people in the country are, do you really want to be where they are? Do you want to be with the majority? And and I think that's the the part that's put on the individual to make that decision to, you know, get out of the stream where everybody else is going and be different. And that's the only way we're going to get to different results. And I know you know you, you know Barry Dyke, and it was an interesting conversation with him this, this last uh, last month's podcast. But he, he talks a lot about, you know, the, the adver- advertising dollars that are spent by, you know, the Fidelities of the world, the Morgan Stanleys of the world, the Goldman Sachs of the world. I mean, it's 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 billions and billions of dollars. And, and on top of that, the, the the lobbying dollars that are that are spent to spin laws in their favor, because it just it just helps more money flow into their flow into their coffers. And I, I think, again, it, it just goes to how we're influenced as a as a society. And when you do hear things on TV or he, hear things um, spoken from a pedestal, 
and then see people you know doing the same thing that you're doing it just adds layer upon layer of influence and it's very difficult to to break that but i think what's what's encouraging is that a lot of people have seen the writing writing on the wall and people are people are shifting i mean life insurance uh, business annuity business has you know been been something that has has always uh, always worked if you use the right right products and one of Barry's one one of Barry's analysis uh, in in his book talks about you know the two thousand eight crash where you had these you know huge company uh, pension four one k plans deferred compensation plans lose thirty and forty percent of their value uh, but yet the executive pension plans that are funded by insurance and annuities all made six eight ten percent and and I so I think that. You know, individuals when they see failure, it's it's human nature to to respond to that, to try to not fa- not fail again. And so people now are gravitating more more toward insurance and and more toward alternative ways of uh, of planning. And so as you look at your your calculator system and your software program and what it's doing to I guess our our society uh, in general. What do you think the outcome is going to be over the next, you know, let's say four to five years as people naturally are gravitating towards something different and then incorporating your software program into hopefully, you know, more and more and more advisors hands, allowing them to spin out and uh, and and teach true concepts as opposed to uh, false, I guess, false rhetoric? Well, and, you know, you and I spoke briefly before the uh, before the call. Uh, about truth and about the the internet, how all that plays in, and I, I think that's critical. As you said, people are looking for something different. They're they're realizing at this point in time that that what's been told and the things that they've done have not worked, and so they're they're honestly looking and and going through the analysis to some degree to find out what is the truth, and the stuff starts to be shared. And I think that's the beauty of the the internet is that I think people are kept in check. At some point in time, when the truth gets out, it it it'll spread, and I think it'll be more and more correct so that we can look forward to a time when everything's analyzed properly. And the thing is, the real big picture is that truth ultimately wins in, in, in some way or another. And, and what we're seeing right now, I think, in society and in the financial markets and everywhere else is that what's been done in the last few years has not worked. Um, people are starting to dig deep enough to find out, like you just said, why didn't it work? Let's do something different. As we find out what didn't work, we find out that there was a lot of um, untruths inside of and what what caused it not to work. And the wrong people are being paid for having uh, poor process and losses in businesses and other places, and yet the execs are still getting paid these outrageous sums of money for having huge losses that are being suffered by the people that bought their product or, or uh, other places. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're so, the ones at the end of the day that they ultimately lose. It, well, exactly. And so because of that, I think that truth ultimately wins when people finally turn their backs on on the, the places where they've been lied to. Well, I think it was I think it was Les uh, McGuire, and you, you guys knew Les r- really well. Um, but I, I remember hearing him once. It always it always stuck with me that the the worst thing that can be done to a person is to be deceived. And and oftentimes, as we were just talking about, people aren't necessarily deceived by person that's by a person that's intentionally deceiving them. 
and and that's and that's the that's the hard thing. But when you're deceived, it does not allow you to use your mind and use your brain and, and make the right decision when you're given false information or partial partial truths. And I and I think that's what really riles people up is when they are taken advantage of, when they're exploited, and when they're deceived. Because that's it. It doesn't deal with anything physical. It deals with it deals with our mind. And I think our mind. Uh, uh, naturally gravitate toward truth, and some you know. I, I know we've we've repeated this over and over, but truth eventually prevails, and truth will come out. The the lies, the deception, um, whether it, un- intended or unintended, will be flushed out, and, and it's always occurred. I mean, you can go back through civilizations and see and see that trend, and so it's amazing what you guys are what you're doing, and and how you're developing your software, and what type of you know, who's being touched. I mean, our with Paradigm Life, we've we've touched the lives, fortunately, of you know hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of of people, and it's really been a byproduct of of your software program because it helped us create a foundation of of truth. Now, looking at some of the other uh, shops and and advisories that you guys are um, are are working with, it's amazing, and hopefully, it's it's more of a um, uh, it's it's a push push toward a turning uh, a tipping point and eventually it'll just flood flood everywhere and ho- hopefully that uh, hopefully that is the case so people can really start to make the best decisions with with their money so i appreciate i appreciate you're doing that um looking looking at you know obviously we're talking a lot about you know advisors and using your software program and how um, advisors can use that as part of teaching and educating their their clientele um, but you also offer your software uh, to, to individuals as well, there is some software in there that you know can really help a person analyze some of the decisions that they they make individually. So why don't you, why don't you talk to some of the smaller calculators, the little calculators that you have on your website that a consumer can buy, and what that will um, you know what that will help them do? Absolutely. Well, I mean, we've seen like for instance, one of the things that can be purchased as a real estate calculator can be purchased separately from the the rest of the system. It it is interesting to me where that came from was we have a lot of clients that like real estate and invested in real estate and they really have no way to find out if they're making money or or not on their real estate. And it's a very simple calculator, um, easy to put stuff in, but it actually brings out all of the pieces of it so we can see, you know, what is the real rate of return on this piece of property? Does it make sense for me to have money sitting here uh, at this risk level for whatever kind of return we're getting? And it's very difficult for people to make decisions or valid decisions if they don't have a way of analyzing what their you know what the return is on it because today so in, in real estate you i mean there are benchmark numbers i mean you have like the capitalization rate and the gross rent multiple i mean you have you have different different factors that show you know the the, the viability of the specific real estate but you it's 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 convoluted to 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 an extent and and your calculator just, it's 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 extremely simple it's you know probably a, a dozen dozen and a half uh, different fields that everybody's going to know if they're going to be buying a, a piece of real estate and and what their return comes out to be without without it being too too confusing because it's I mean today I've seen with with different real estate 
um, opportunities and projects. I mean, you see the rate of return, cash on cash rate of return, r- rate of return with, you know, uh, equity built into it. So when you make a mortgage payment and it pays down the principal of the mortgage, what that return is. I mean, it's very, there's, there's, it's, it's really confusing. And so your calculator is, is the best thing that I've seen as far as properly analyzing a, a piece of real estate. Well, you know, one of the things that you mentioned there is something that people don't take into consideration. Most of the time, like, for instance, with your cap rates and those kind of things, it looks on the value of the property. Well, the way we pay for that property influences the way we're going to get a return as well. So taking advantage of the the right funding sources can really change dramatically what our overall return is on a, on a particular investment, and especially in real estate. So, you know, if we're not paying cash for the property, then, you know, a, a cap rate, you know, it gives you a ballpark idea, but it's it's not really accurate from your rate of return. And if you look at, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a dichotomy, but if you look at, <clears throat> at least a perspective of individuals is you look at buying a property cash and then using leverage more often than not your rate of return is going to is it going to go up uh, but most individuals just think that if, if debt is taken on somehow the rate of return is going to be diminished <laughs> which is which is interesting when we look at the way our banking system works from a from a base standpoint they don't ever invest their own money into any loans. It's always somebody else's. It's always somebody else's money. So the reason for that is that's where leverage comes from. That's the way that they they make their money. That's where all their profits come from. It's the fact that their money is just used to rent somebody else's money so that they can sublet somebody else's money out to somebody else. <laughs> so if, if it's good for the banks, if the banks are making huge profits from doing that, shouldn't we think about taking on that same strategy for ourselves? And like you said, everybody's got this idea of, well, if I've got debt, that's a drain. It's going to depend on what that rate of debt is. Yes, if it's 20-something percent uh, on credit cards, then it's probably a pretty serious drain. You'd have to be making a great return to make that uh, make sense. But on the other hand, if we can borrow money uh, you know, down in the 5 6 7% range, and be able to turn that over and earn 10, 11, 12, 20% on that money, the gain's going to be much higher than if we put our own cash into the deal, just like it is for the banks. And it's so, I mean, it's so backward to how, to how individuals, how we're taught, how we're taught to think, uh, but it makes a, a lot of sense because it's, we never, if, if you do buy a piece of real estate with leverage, if you do it the right way, you don't make any of the payments. <laughs> somebody, else, right. somebody else makes the payments for you and you just, you capitalize on the difference. And it's it's what it's a big piece of what you're talking about there is is also the the importance for positive cash flow. You know, there were so many purchases made on real estate where they weren't positive cash flow and everybody was was betting on the growth on the property and that's that's why we've gotten into the shape we have from the real estate standpoint that, you know, we've got to get back to where the, the property's cash flow, where the, the income off the property is paying the notes. And like you said, then it perpetuates itself and you get to a point where your return is almost infinite. And I think, you know, it's it's funny and, and we could go off on a whole podcast on this, but the, the idea behind private property, I mean, if you if you go back to medieval times, I mean, it's it's uh, it's something that everybody's always desired is to is to own is to own property, and these days there's such an amazing opportunity to to do that. It's a it's a 
it's a time where interest rates have never been as low as they are, which is a good and a bad thing. But at the same time, you have the the most demand for people renting as opposed to as, as opposed to buying themselves, and it's it's a great it's a great opportunity. and And I think a lot of that leads to um, people taking more ownership and taking more responsibility over their uh, over their finances. But it really comes down to analyzing the property because you don't want to get into a situation that people were in in 2006 and 2007 because, as you said, they were, they were buying property for the wrong reason. And so your calculator really helps to show if the deal is, is the right thing and if it, if it makes sense. And so the average, average individuals can, can buy that calculator on your website, correct? That's correct. Okay, and we'll have a link. We'll have a link on the on the blog as well to to share with that. Well, we're kind of running up uh, on on the half hour. Um, maybe as a as a final note, what would what would be your your one one bit of advice to individuals that are listening to this podcast? The main thing would be to take some ownership in your finances. And I know that's a hard thing to do because, you know, as, as Patrick, as you mentioned earlier, people are so busy and we have so much stuff going on. But there are a few things that are as important as what happens with our finances. And you know what? Nobody wants to be a slave to that side. But the problem is when our finances are not where they need to be, we really are a slave to it. I mean, it, it affects every piece of our lives. It affects our marriages. It, it affects our family time. It affects everything. So it really is an important place to go to, to, to learn, to understand how it happens. It doesn't mean that we have to know every piece of, of everything, but we need to question our advisors. If somebody says something that doesn't logically make sense to us, then I think we need to really question it and make them show us, make them prove out the point. Let's let's see the numbers. Let's make sure that it's correct. Because, you know, if it, if it doesn't make logical sense, one of the things you mentioned earlier, Patrick, was, you know, how in the world am I getting a car note uh, at 0%? Well, we've got the largest portion of the, the profits from the from the car manufacturers coming actually from the financing division rather than the manufacturer of the automobiles, and they're doing that at 0%. How do they do that? <laughs> um, okay, that, that ought to be a trigger in our mind that says, you know, logically this doesn't make sense. Prove this out to me. Show me where this is, this is working. And I think we need to take that on with our advisors as well, is let's prove out things that don't make sense. I don't want to totally disregard things that don't make sense because everything of any value was not totally logical maybe when it came out. And I mean, you know, electricity, the light bulb, the radio, all these things that have enhanced our lives were too good to be true, so to speak, when they first came out. But let's investigate those things that seem too good to be true. Let's make sure that they're correct. And that's the responsibility of our advisors to give us correct advice. So let's, if, if we're going to pay these guys to do what they're supposed to be doing, let's make sure they do it. And that's the thing is, I mean, you, you, you make an, uh, an excellent point in the fact that, you know, we, we partake in things every single day, probably the majority of the day, that we don't really understand at its core. I mean, how does the internet work? How does your computer work? How does, how does a phone work? How does a you know, the microphone or a TV work? Nobody can really reverse engineer that back to the origin. And, and, but that, you know, when it comes to money and what you're doing with your money, um, I think there is a way that you can start to do that. Uh, and, and, Taking responsibility over your money is really taking stewardship over your life because money is a result of, of your life. It's the it's a representation of the value that you put out put out there. 
and you not being a steward over it really diminishes the the value that you have toward toward other people in a in a sense. Um, so that's a great bit of advice is is to hold hold advisors hold your educators accountable. If you don't understand something, don't take it at face value. Don't tr- don't trust. And not not to say that you don't want to trust people because um, because you do. But at at you know to the points we've been making throughout this podcast, the people that are teaching you might think they're telling you the truth, but in reality, they might not. Uh, and, and, and they might be, have, have been taught to, um, taught, taught to do the, the wrong thing or, or mis, mislead, and they just don't know any difference. So it, it's good to know exactly what you're doing. Um, so, I, so I appreciate those points. Well, Todd, it was awesome, it, it was awesome to have, have you on. You're, you're an amazing guy, and you're doing an amazing, amazing thing for, uh, for our company, and I'm sure for dozens and dozens and probably hundreds of others. And so we, we really appreciate you being on. Well, thank you for the time, and, and thank you for what you're doing, Patrick. You guys are, are spreading the word, and that's what's really important. Let's, you know, if we can get the whole country back on track of, of taking ownership in their finances, of understanding how money works, um, we can take this country back. Yeah, I, I, I believe that to the core because I think these days there's, there's so much passing of, of information, and people know something's up. And they're holding, yep. you know, they're they're holding their representatives. I mean, I was at the our, our caucus meeting uh, a couple of weeks ago, and there were more people there than I've ever seen because I've gone to the last last few, and uh, and so I think people to an extent are are waking up, and and a lot of it is because they're being exposed to information and education that they never heard of before through through the internet, whether it's uh, other podcasts or articles or things that their friends post on there, and so so yeah, I, I appreciate I appreciate your feedback, but I think now is a a prime time, and hopefully we'll have a tipping point soon where people recognize what's going on and start to make start to make changes. So absolutely. So Todd, thank you, thank you again. Uh, for those of you who haven't listened to our our previous podcast, you can uh, listen to our archives on our website, which is www.paradigmlife.net, or you can just do a simple search in iTunes uh, under Infinite Banking Radio, and you'll be able to find us. We'll see you next month. Thanks.